Welcome back to Fampale Season 1, Episode 10, where we are unpacking opinions and changing destinations. Today, we're going to be talking about when you refuse to forgive. As long as you hold on to unforgiveness, you hold on to suffering. I read a quote that said, when you don't forgive, we hold the moment of injury forever in the present. We don't want to be stuck constantly revealing the hurt and pain. So we're going to talk about that today. Stay tuned. Okay, so let's just jump right in today, Shirley. I sound a little stuffy because I sleep with the fan on. <laughs> so if I don't sound like my usual self, that's why. It's okay. Um, I want to start with the quote that you read that says, when we don't forgive, we hold the moment of injury forever in the present. What What does that mean to you? Like, How do you feel about that quote? When we don't forgive, we hold the moment of injury forever in the present. You're holding you're holding on to the pain. Mm-hmm. I'm a living example of, it took me a long time to forgive the other party. And when I tell you a long time, this is a situation that happened back in, it started back in 2013. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't forgive her till pretty much about the end of 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, I truly didn't feel as though she deserved my forgiveness. So I was holding on to that pain I didn't feel as though she was worthy of it. Like, why should I forgive you? Hmm. You know, it's kind of like if someone was to do something to hurt my children. I don't know how I would handle that situation if I was presented to it. And you see it all the time. You, I shouldn't say you see it all the time. You hear it and you watch it on TV, especially on our favorite show, Investigation Discovery. <laughs> you know, I have no idea. I cannot comment what it feels as a mother to lose a child. But to forgive the person who did it, how do you even even start? So although our podcast is based off of relationship, but it goes hand in hand. I was holding on to it, Kira. It was like this sour piece, sour patch, this like rotten part of my heart that was Mm. like, Shirley, you got to release this. You got to let this go. This is not good for you. You know, that's the best way that I could describe it. But it's hard for you to forgive someone when you're still hurt, when you're still in pain. Right. But we've previously discussed in previous episodes that forgiveness is part of the healing process, right? Mm-hmm. So I I don't want to say I like that you use the word rotten, but <laughs> uh, rotten is actually a perfect adjective to describe, you know, what that feels like when you're holding mm-hmm. on to unforgiveness. So our first question is, is unforgiveness self-destructive? And I would definitely say yes. Choosing not to forgive someone is self-destructive because you're not hurting the other person. It actually ends up hurting you. I've been doing a study on forgiveness for my own personal walk, right? And I've been doing a biblical study and also what I would say like a secular study, like what the world says Mm -hmm. the process of forgiveness is. What I've come across is that there are so many studies that show that holding on to anger and resentment and unforgiveness can actually like produce negative health effects in your body. Absolutely. I agree. This is like, even though I know that this is true, it's still kind of mind blowing that emotions can actually affect you in a physical way, negative emotions, right? So 
holding on to unforgiveness can literally make you sick, which means that it's self-destructive. It can increase your anxiety, your blood pressure, um, your immune response. You can't have insomnia from holding on to it. It's like it rots your body. And when you use that word rotten, I was just like, yeah, it totally rots your body. And it's almost like toxic to you, right? Do you think that it's self-destructive? I agree. Even though you don't see the physical of what you're doing, it's technically all mental and it's invisible. Right. But it's not good for your health. It's not good at all. And one of the things with me is when I chose not to forgive and why I realized it became so self-destructive. There was another party involved, which which was a child. So Mm -hmm. how can I be accepting of her, Mm -hmm. but not be forgiving to her mother? Right. You know, and I had to ask myself over and over, over and over, even though I chose to forgive, Mm -hmm. as we've covered before, I still set those boundaries. Because remember, I was misunderstanding forgiveness. I assumed too, I had to forgive. And then in a week, you know, now I had to reconcile and be friends with her, laugh and Mm -hmm. joke. And now we're Mm -hmm. hanging out. We're going to Applebee's and we're having like, (laughs) you know, friendship dates. No. Uh, No. Mm -mm. So- That's, I think, what I was also correlating with forgiveness, which is what we want our listeners to understand. You do not have to be laughing and joking with somebody after you choose to forgive them. I think a lot of people also may feel the same because I know I felt that way. So there has to be somebody out there that also feels, well, if I forgive this person now, that means I have to be like somebody that I'm not towards them. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. I think like in our previous episodes we discussed too, like people feel that forgiveness means acceptance. So when you forgive someone, it's like you've accepted that this happened to you and it's okay. It's not that it's okay. It's that you've accepted it and you're allowing yourself to move on from it. You don't have to reconcile with them and and be buddy buddy with them and be friends with them and you know all the things, but you have to forgive them to release it for yourself. Like that's just the bottom line. And once you did, How did you feel? Interesting that you ask. How did I feel? I personally felt good, but I will say there's still a small part of me. It's very slightly incomplete. Uh And I say that because you have to understand, we have never had a mature conversation. You Uh and the world now know we've never had a mature conversation. In episode nine, remember when you made that one comment is when you reach out to the person, then they act like a coward and not want Mm -hmm. to speak to you. Mm -hmm. So I've forgiven someone that I have not spoken to here. You still did the work. It's still the onus is now on on her Mm -hmm. to be the mature adult and have a conversation. But if that never happens, Shirley still did her part. Yes. And that's what you've made me realize that that's okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And that's probably why you have that feeling of Incomplete, uh, incompleteness because you want it to be whole, like you want it to be, you want the closure, right? From having that conversation with her, but you may never get it. And that's okay because you still did what you were supposed to do. And for me and the person that I am where conversation is important to me, mm-hmm. that's a that's the hardest battle. The forgiveness, the, it's fine. I feel like I'm the same way, which is what we talked about. And we've talked about this like off air too, that mm-hmm. I'm confrontational and I want to get to the bottom of it and get over it because the other part of me 
wants to just hold a grudge. So if I don't get that opportunity to just confront it head on and have a discussion about it, I internalize it and then I'm holding a grudge about it. So I don't want to do that. And everyone is not good with confrontation, especially because I'm very direct, right? So Mm -hmm. it's hard to deal with people like that who are passive aggressive or just passive in general and don't want to have a conversation and just let it go. What I realized for me in a personal situation not related to relationships or cheating or anything, but I let stuff build up with this person and I didn't say anything when I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so then when something happened that wasn't really that serious, I exploded because I had been holding onto it for so long. Even in that small situation, it was really making me ill (laughs) in a way because I felt like I wasn't standing up for myself. I wasn't speaking my truth. I wasn't allowing myself to be heard. And then when I had the opportunity to confront it, I like lost it because I was so angry, partly at myself because I let it go on so long. All that buildup. Yeah. And you just let it out. How did the person react? They shut down. And so then it took about a day for us to have a conversation because now I had to wait on that person's time, right? Exactly. Because I came at them guns blazing, right? Yeah. And that's not how I should have done it. I had to wait and respect that. Okay, listen, I, I did that the wrong way. I'm sorry. You know, this is why I did that. Mm-hmm. This is why I reacted that way. And once we had that conversation and uh, I opened it up and was allowing myself to be vulnerable in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, we had a great talk. It was passionate. <laughs> well, that's but good. It was a great talk, but I think I was holding this little bit of unforgiveness towards that person over time because I was upset about how I was feeling, but I didn't vocalize it to them. So I didn't even give them an opportunity to change their behavior because I never told them how it made me feel. Now that you've experienced very um, similarities to what I just mentioned, and but you were finally ultimately at the end able to speak with that person, uh-huh. if that was to happen again, uh-huh. have you learned from the last situation and like forgiveness now, you look at it differently as you just told me where you're doing your part. So even if you never may speak to the person Mm -hmm. the way you would like to speak to them, you're okay with that now present day. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would love to have some of the relationships with friends and I'm talking about friends, not exes, like friends that Mm -hmm. I've had in the past. But I think there are things that people just won't accept about you. And I think people sometimes keep you in this box of who you were when you knew them and not knowing that you've grown or you've matured or you've changed and don't give you the opportunity to do that. And that's okay because I've done some things that weren't always that great, but. And do you hear what you're saying? I just want our listeners to say, we're just speaking in the category of friends. You've grown and you've changed. So if they choose not to be in my life anymore for whatever reason, whatever category they've put me in, I just have to be accepting of it. Now, just and we're not taking this any further, but just think for a minute when you're cohabitating with somebody who's growing and changing. Mm -hmm. And this is why talking about this stuff is so important. It's so important. The communication. So Mm -hmm. the same thing goes with the person that you're living with. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you heard Kira, you're growing and we're changing. We're all growing and changing. We all go it, through a seven year phase, including your partner. Exactly. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to add that in there that it's just hard. It's hard. And I, I don't think unforgiveness will help you. Being unforgiving towards someone is not going to help you. I think that's actually my next question. Hold on. Let me pull it up. 
It says, does unforgiveness hurt you or help you? Unforgiveness will never not help you. It will always hurt you. I do agree. But I do also believe, is there someone out there that can just completely without even thinking about it, just X somebody out and never forgive them and not even think twice about it? For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. How do you even do that? How do you even like, how are you okay with that? That's that's interesting for me. How do you just X someone out and not think about how they hurt you, how they affected you or what they did or why are you holding on to what the, what you're holding on to? And I guess like you just said about friendship, it just it sucks. It sucks, but I don't think it's realistic. I don't think I think that there are people who will shut someone out, right? Cut them off, right? Mm-hmm. That that's the language that we use like I totally cut them off. I don't want to speak to them. Da, da, da. Yes. But when you are holding unforgiveness towards that person because of something, which is why you cut them off. I don't believe that there are days that go by where you don't think about them. I don't think that's realistic. I think that at some point there's some kind of stirring where mm-hmm. you think about them and you want to fix it or you want to let it go, but you're so stuck on holding this anger or holding this resentment, holding this unforgiveness towards them that you don't want to deal with it. So you cut them off. But I really truly believe that deep down, there is still some stirring that you think about it. They're not truly cut off because you're still thinking about it. When you forgive and you let it go, you don't have to be held hostage to that anymore. You don't have to be thinking about it. Because when you can speak to them and have a true mature discussion about it, when if you were to run into them in public, it wouldn't be so awkward. It would just be a respectful hi. That's you know? it. And I had two situations, not not situations, just but just encounters. Of course, the one I've told you with training, where it was mm-hmm. just like a total shut off, like don't even know me. And then there mm-hmm. was another p- situation with somebody who and I are mutual friends with. And the person told me every time I say your name, she changes the conversation. Mm-hmm. So that alone goes to tell you that you're not okay. Mm-hmm. But you refuse to come to me and talk to me about it. But yet, you know, you're not okay with whatever it is that caused us to have this divide. Right. I think what happens when you choose not to let go and you choose not to forgive the person, you're not only holding them responsible for what they did to you, but you're allowing them to be responsible for how you reacted to it and how you feel about it. And the only responsibility that that falls on is us, is me, is you, not the other person. We give them so much power to be like, I'm going to hold this, you know, I'm not going to forgive them. And the whole time you like feeling sick about it. Because I think the world also plays into our mind thinking like, don't let people think you stupid. Yeah. Which is so, which (laughs) is actually, I think really immature. (laughs) You know, you don't want to be too kind to someone because then they're going to continue to play you. Right. But there's a difference between um, someone taking advantage of you and abusing you and taking you for granted versus there's a specific situation that you need to forgive them for. Because all you're doing is allowing them to be responsible for your unhappiness. Like this person is responsible for me being unhappy. And, and that's not what it is. Like you're responsible because you won't let it go. So if you want to sit and be unhappy and be bitter and mm-hmm. be full of all of these negative feelings, that's where you're going to sit. That's where you're going to live because you don't want to let it go. Yeah. It's like, 
it's so immature to be like, I'm not going to forgive them because I don't want people to think I'm soft or I don't want them to think that I'm letting this person run all over me. It's like, like you're saying, that's between you and that person. If you decide to stay in a relationship after someone has cheated on you, that's between you and that person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to extend the same grace to someone else that I would want extended to me. You're right. and that's not always easy to do. It's so much easier said than done. But I think when you're intentional in the thought that you want to forgive them and you're working towards it, it's possible. Yeah, it is possible. So it does hurt you. Without you even realizing it, it does hurt you. But this is the world we live in. When people are their true selves, they're judged for that. You know, you make decisions based on whatever it may be. It could be um, your family life, how you um, how you feel to structure things within your home, and you're judged Mm -hmm. by it. Mm -hmm. And then for whatever reason, people don't want to talk to you because of that change that now has happened in your life and they don't know how to adapt to it or Mm -hmm. they don't want to be accepting of this new person that you're becoming. That's Mm -hmm. just like the other day off off air when you were like, Shirley, oh my God, I used to have a sailor's mouth Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at you, you know, (laughs) Kira, you're my Christian friend. You're the one when I have, when I need the Christian advice, I'm calling, you know? So when you tell me this, I'm like, I can't even think of this girl ever cursing, but I can't, you know, and growth, exactly. (laughs) I can't even picture that of you because I just see this holy grail, Kira, Mm -hmm. you know, so it has not always been that way. It's been a journey. And that's why I said earlier, people will hold you in this box of where they knew you then have cut their cut you off or wash their hands of you. And then they don't know the person that you are today. Like I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when I was, you know, cursing everybody out at the drop of a hat. Like you will not disrespect me. You will not talk to me crazy. I don't care. I'm going to say what the first thing that comes to my mind. And if it's hurtful, I don't care. But, you know, there has to be a point where you mature and you grow up and you realize like, that's not how you're supposed to treat people. And I don't need to curse everybody out. I don't need to curse out the stranger at the grocery store. Yeah. You're <laughs> for right. looking at me too long. You know, <laughs> just angry right. for no reason. You're absolutely but, right. Because silence is a reaction. Saying nothing is a reaction, but we also have to realize when it's time to say nothing and when exactly. it's time to say something. And my problem was I didn't have, I didn't know how to differentiate that. Everything for me at that time was like a personal attack. Like literally, if you stared at me too long, I'm saying something like, what are you looking at? What's <laughs> like, and what the F are you looking at at that? So yeah, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I, I'm happy to say that you can't even imagine that in me because that makes no. me feel good because it's like, wow, okay, I've really grown. I've matured and thank God for grace and God and helping me get to where I am now. And I still have things that I'm working on, right? Does Taylor and Melody proceed with caution? No, because <laughs> we don't have that kind of relationship. Okay, good. Taylor, for my for the, for the listeners, Taylor and Melody are my sisters. So um, we have a very close relationship where uh, Taylor has cursed me out before. And I laughed hysterically because I was just so stunned by it. Um, and when we need to tell each other about ourselves, we do. I think now we do it more with love versus maybe like not so good how we would have done it before. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's like you have to realize that people are going to grow and change. And the whole time you're holding on to this unforgiveness towards this person, that person might be 
trying to be better. Now, yeah. in your situation, I don't know this person, but my assumption is that uh, she might still have a lot of shame and that's why she can't have the conversation. But I feel like if she was trying to be better, she would. That's what my aunt said. It comes with shame. But- yeah. There has to be growth in it. Like that's, you made a mistake and to prevent it and to learn from it, deal with it, like own it. The hardest part for me is not understanding truly what someone is upset about. I think that's what makes it hard. I did my part and I forgive and I moved on and I'm just not understanding what is she really truly upset about with me. And that's where the confusion lies with me. Do you think it's that she's upset or or do you think it's that she's ashamed, right? Maybe upset is not the right word. Maybe it is ashamed and I'm mixing the two and I assume because every time I'm approached, I'm approached with anger or I'm approached with silence. Because that's that's shame, Shirley. (laughs) That's embarrassment. That's that I have to face this person every day and I did this. That's that's like, I think it's shame. You're right. It doesn't make it it right. It doesn't make her behavior right towards you at all. Um, But it shows that she hasn't forgiven herself, right? It does. Yeah, it does. (laughs) She hasn't forgiven herself. And it takes a level of maturity to be able to approach that person. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, like you say, if it is shame or maybe fear. I I don't know what it is. It's probably a a common. Yeah, Yeah, because you have to face them and I have to look at this person I cause all this harm to. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, it's interesting (laughs) because I used to ask myself in my head, if I'm able to forgive one party, why did it take me so long to forgive another party? But it goes to my attachment to the one party and I don't have any attachment to the other party. So, Mm -hmm. you know, because I ask myself all the time. Yeah, Khalif is not a saint in this at all. And if I'm right. able to extend forgiveness to him, what's right. taking me so long to extend forgiveness to the other party? Because I didn't have any attachments to the other party. I didn't have to see the other party. I didn't have to deal with the other party, you know, and it wasn't right for taking mm-hmm. that long, but that goes hand in hand. Don't rush forgiveness because mm-hmm. I was going to forgive somebody. What? Just, just because I was told to. Right. And that's and- not good to do. That's another thing we have to really understand is that forgiveness is a choice and it is totally an ongoing journey. There are not going to be moments where you don't think about the situation. It's not realistic, but forgiveness absolutely helps you move on. And I think that's our third question. Does forgiveness help you move on? I already said yes. (laughs) Um, It should. And if it's not, then you need to revisit take a few steps back and find out why forgiveness should put you in a good place. There's Mm -hmm. still going to be thoughts. I feel like that do come up that are respectful thoughts that come up on your mind, Mm -hmm. but you should be able to move on past it. Mm -hmm. It should not hold you back. You know, prime example, this podcast that I'm doing, that's a pure sign of growth that I can sit behind this mic and speak about my situation and not feel shame, not feel Uh embarrassed, Uh not feel the pressure of, oh my God, what are people going to say? I'm going to be so judge, Kira. Uh That comes Uh with all territory. No matter how good I'm doing in this life, people always got something to say. So Always. you just got to put it out there. Yeah. Oh, you something. can't please them. <laughs> you just can't. We're going to find something wrong with every episode and everything that we're saying. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, but We are going to get that crowd of people like, these two have lost their mind. I will say for me, my struggle when I'm choosing forgiveness is that I struggle with self-confidence. Because now I've been cheated on and now I have a blow 
to my confidence, right? When you're talking about forgiveness, you also have to extend grace to yourself to know like, okay, I'm really struggling to let go of this hurt, but I still love myself. I still accept myself just as the way I am. I didn't do anything wrong. I may have contributed to things that caused this to happen, but it's not my fault. It's that person's fault because that person chose to not honor, you know, the agreement of being in a monogamous relationship. I think for me, what has helped me when I'm trying to forgive someone in a situation of they cheated on me, right? My mom always told us like we were fearfully and wonderfully made. And that has always boosted my confidence when I feel, you know, down about it because that's the only way for me to move to a positive place to really walk in that forgiveness for that other person. You're right when you say it is not my fault. So both in our situations, we've both have been cheated on and we also have been betrayers. Mm -hmm. But you made one comment. Always remember, we all play a part in the accident. Mm -hmm. But there's really truly one person who is at fault. You know, just want to stress that because I don't want people to get confused where, okay, they keep on saying, don't blame yourself, don't blame yourself. But yet they keep on saying, you do play a part. You do play a part. Yes, we all play a part in the accident. Uh, Rather, it's a three car accident, a four car accident. And you know me and my examples. Everyone (laughs) plays some type of part. But one person is truly at fault because of a negligence that took place. That's a perfect example. That's what we're trying to say here. So please, Mm -hmm. we're not trying to say, oh, blame yourself, blame yourself. That's not what we're saying. So if I could put it in the accident example, Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. that will help some people understand. But you're right. It does mess with your confidence. It Mm -hmm. really, truly does mess with your confidence. And I feel as women, it messes with our confidence even more. Mm -hmm. We're emotional creatures. That's how God made us. So when we feel undervalued and unwanted and disposed of and taken advantage of and taken for granted, that's a, a hard blow. Now you've put me in a place where like, and you know how women think. So the things you do to me, you were doing to her, Mm. But yet you say you don't care. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything. Mm -hmm. How is that even, how does that make sense to me? Mm -hmm. And it's hard for a woman to make sense of that. And that all goes along with confidence. Not forgiving someone Mm -hmm. will mess up your health. So for me, I lost almost 30 pounds Mm -hmm. at the time. I was Mm -hmm. extremely skinny. So that was the lowest point I've ever been in my life. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was thin. Mm. And I'm eating everything in sight, so I'm not having that issue. (laughs) See, with me, it was opposite. Everything (laughs) shut down. My body was in quick, like, oh my God, she's not happy. What do we do? We got to figure something out. So every, like my appetite Mm -hmm. turned off, literally Mm -hmm. turned off. I would go Kira days. I would just have like water and a snack because Mm -hmm. my stomach was like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, we stressing, we can't eat. Mm -hmm. But isn't it crazy like how your mental state can really affect the physical state of your body because of something that happened to you, but then also because you hold on to it. Because you hold on to it, because you're not releasing it. The state of shock at that moment, because when you first find out information like that, negative news, you're in a state of shock. So everyone's going to react differently. Mm-hmm. And there are less extremes to most extremes, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to get yourself from that most extreme. And let's think outside of the box here. We're talking about not doing anything to harm yourself or others. Right. 
Or their property. <laughs> yes, or their property. Because we've all, you know, we all can probably talk about slash tires, broke glasses, or whatever it is that we choose to break, you know. Not forgiving the person will take a toll on your health. However, it is like you say, you're eating. Me, mm-hmm. I lost a tremendous amount of weight. So it attacks you in different ways. It does. And I need to deal with it, right? <laughs> you will. And I need to. It's a process. It's a process. It's, it's ongoing. Process. I know that I am, and I have always been an emotional eater. Always. Oh, you have. That's something I have always struggled with. When I'm sad, I eat. When you're happy, you celebrate and you eat. When you're lonely, there's nothing to do but be by yourself and eat. I mean, this is a whole nother episode, but that's my struggle. Wow. So when I'm dealing with stuff, food is what? Is your comfort. It's my comfort, right? And so- Working on walking in forgiveness with something, right? It's a process. And some days are really good and some days are really bad. I just have to purpose that I'm going to stick with it because I want to let it go. Real catalyst for me of why I choose not to hold on to unforgiveness is because as a believer, I feel like God has called us to forgive others the same way he forgives us. So I can't be standing in the face of God and praying and asking God for forgiveness for things that I've done when I'm holding on to unforgiveness to this other person. The very least I can ask him, help me with this. (laughs) Don't know how to let this go. I want to be over it. Help me, help me, help me, help me soften my heart towards them, whatever it takes, get me out of this. I don't want to be in it. But I can't stand before him and be like, yeah, I'm over that person. I'm done. I'm not forgiving them. And then ask for forgiveness for myself. It doesn't work that way. For me, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And um, not only through health, when you don't forgive, health is just not the only way I believe that you pay for that. Because I am a strong believer in the higher being and I do, or, you know, one might call it karma, mm-hmm. but you, reap what uh, you, sow. you definitely reap what you sow in some yeah. way, shape or form. There are things that will start falling apart in your life and you won't seem to understand what's going on. But if you just kind of take a step back and think of your past decisions, your actions, you know, it might better help you wrap your head around or maybe why some things are happening the way they are happening. I just thought of something when you were saying that. Um, when you're when you have to forgive someone for something, you're already hurt. Why hurt yourself more by choosing to not forgive them for that thing? You're already hurt. Like you're mm-hmm. adding more hurt to yourself. Why don't do it? It's it's yeah, a hard process. It's a hard process. I think it's easier when you're at a good place. It's easier when when you're level headed thinking. If you ask me that same question, seven plus seven plus years ago, Kira, why am I going to forgive the person who slept with my man? Can you ask it? Why? For what right. reason? But, <laughs> but, and I, but I don't want to negate what you're saying when I'm saying, but, but that's what a lot of people say, but is, but you, you would understand that in that moment when it was so fresh, you have to process it. We've talked about this, right? You have mm-hmm. to process it and accept that it's happened. There is a whole there are steps to forgiveness. It's not going to be this immediate thing. Mm-hmm. You know that she did this. You have to move to accepting it, the hurt, the grief, the denial. I mean, all of those emotions you have to go through. When you finally get to the place where even if it's a year later, two years later, where you're like, okay, I need to let this go. I need to forgive her. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it should have happened 
that first few months. It's it's going to take time. My situation has taken time. <laughs> How long did it take? Forgiveness for you was a lot quicker than it was for me. Mine was five years. It was quicker for me in the span of months, but mm-hmm. because I I said, okay, because I made an intentional choice that I was going to forgive, but I I have not done this process perfectly because I still am hurt by it. Mm-hmm. But I know, <clears throat> excuse me, that today I'm in a place where I really feel, I don't want to say good about it, but like I'm over it in the sense of I don't want to hold that person hostage to it. I don't want them to feel like they have to keep paying for it over and over again. But does it still come up in my brain? Yeah. Do I still think about it? Yeah. If the person was to ever listen to this podcast and listen to this segment, what would you want them to like understand? I don't think I've said anything that they don't already know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On this podcast. Now, things I've said to you off camera, off well, you know, that's different. Uh-huh. But if if they were listening, what I would say is um, I have always wanted to forgive. I just wanted you to be accountable for your actions and own what you did. That's it. I wanted the I'm sorry. Right. We talked mm-hmm. about that before. Um, and I just wanted the accountability. So it didn't make me feel like my emotions were not valid based on what that person did. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think you really have to purpose in your heart that you choose to forgive someone, but it's not an easy process. I'm here to tell you, Shirley is here to tell you that. I mean, sometimes it can be done in months. Sometimes it's going to take years. But working through it is, I think, the important part of it because you're trying and you have to give yourself some credit for that. And when you know better, you do better. I think the uh, another hard part for you, Shirley, is that when you had that situation, you thought forgiveness was one way. And that might have been, too, why it took you so long to forgive her. Had you not, had you known what you know now then, maybe it would have been different. Yeah, it would have happened a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. instead of taking five plus years. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to wrap up segment, um, episode 10, we're just going to go through our recap. The first question we had asked is, is unforgiveness self-destructive? Yes. Kira and I agree that it is self-destructive for you. It messes with your health from just day-to-day decisions that you're making. You have to release that rotten piece that you're holding on to. Mm-hmm. In the long term, You don't want to bring that into your future. Let it go. Really sit down and ask yourself, why are you not forgiving this person? Mm -hmm. Even if the person maybe may not want to speak to you or have completely X'd you out their life, you need to do what's right and you need to forgive because it all begins with you. The second question is, does unforgiveness hurt you or help you? Which also spills into the first question. Yes, it does hurt you tremendously. You may not realize it. Sometimes you just have to stop, be still, and just look at your life because it may not necessarily hurt you in health, but you do reap what you sow in this world. Mm -hmm. And third, does forgiveness help you move on? As hard as it may be for you to agree with us right now, depending on where you are in your life, as you're listening to this podcast, you may be at the lowest point in your life. So everything Kira and I are telling you may just seem like nonsense and you don't want to listen to it. But when you release that bad seed, that plant that is planted in you, that's refusing to grow, it's dead. Just let Mm -hmm. it go. It will 
help you move on, help you have more focus, more clarity with your decisions and just life choices. As always, we want to thank you for listening to us today. As we always end, love yourself, voice yourself and be yourself. Till next podcast. Bye-bye.